All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Minority Mavericks. This is Angel Leon, your host. And this is the show where we tell the story of all minority entrepreneurs, founders, and investors of this world. And in today's show, I have the pleasure and the honor to have Dr. Ty and Kearney Caldwell, and they are the founders of Shearshare. And Shearshare is a very cool uh, and very innovative type of solution that's, you know, helping a lot of business, small businesses out there and gig workers as well. So uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks. Thanks, Angel. This is uh, this is great. We are, we're always excited to uh, share insights and talk to good people. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for being on the show, taking the time, uh, not just, you know, to speak with me, but to our listeners. And yeah. let's just get started with the basics. Um, you know, uh, introduce yourselves, share a bit about your backgrounds, where you're coming from. And and then if you want to end up maybe that into uh, introducing your inspiration, right, to co-found ShareShare. Awesome. Okay, Dr. Ty here, Dr. Ty Caldwell, uh, one of the co-founders of ShareShare. Um, you know, I, I guess it would be fair to say that, you know, I am the visionary of of uh, ShareShare. Uh, my background is in beauty and barbering. I have my doctorate in beauty and barbering. I've been in this industry for almost 30 years. I've been an award-winning salon owner uh, for over two decades. So, you know, one of the things I like to share is that the passion I have for the industry um, uh, well, you know, one of the things I will say, I was a celebrity um, stylist when that word and term wasn't befitting. I never really looked at myself like that, but my clientele was just that. And uh, wrote, also wrote a best-selling book called Mentor by Failure. And, you know, I sit on the PBA board, um, first African-American elect, uh, which, you know, we really work with a lot of the professionals, a lot of the salon and barbershop owners. Uh, to make sure that we keep this industry clean, uh, we work with a lot of legislatures and legislators and lobbyists mm -hmm. to make sure that when things like COVID happen, that we get everything back on track and and we make sure that we deem us essential because we were deemed inessential during the uh, COVID um, pandemic. Yeah. And we work with you know right. a lot of the uh, products that keep you guys safe and clean, and also we make sure that you know our um, customers are well taken care of. So, you know, when you think about, you know, my background, I am deeply entrenched in beauty and barbering, uh, the likes of it, the the foundation of what we started Share Share was based on a lot of the information, a lot of the skill set and ideas that we pioneered building Share Share with. So I'm very excited to, you know, always share insights about, you know, how we've done this, uh, what why we started. And we were just trying to really uh solve our own problem so sure sure that started from that point very yeah, cool and, and he clearly right is the subject matter expert when it comes to all things beauty and barbering um i was working in corporate america uh, did that for about 25 years in b2b tech marketing uh, when my husband said hey you know what this this thing that we've been doing manually like the manual matching of stylists to empty salon space just to kind of be helpful to people who call us it's starting mm -hmm. to feel a little bit like a full-time job so um, go look for the app that that does what we do so the next time somebody calls we can kind of push them in the right direction and when we went online to search for whatever it is we were doing um, we could not find that mobile app. And so that was literally the aha moment for us. Um, but prior to Sheer Share, I was working at organizations like Oracle, Right Now Technologies, Zendesk, Zenefits, Qualtrics, and the like, 
um, you know, making sure that uh, you know sales team, sales enablement teams, and marketing teams were um, leading the charge when it comes to demand generation. And and really thought I was going to retire from corporate America until my husband said eight words that completely changed our lives, which was, "I think this needs to be an app." And then here, share, share. And today, um, ShareShare is known as the the hair BNB, if you will, of the industry. We take empty salon space and um, an empty space in barbershops and spas um, and allow the salon owner to uh, monetize that excess capacity uh, by filling it with a licensed beauty and barbering professional. Um, the professional, the nail tech, the barber, the hairstylist, um, the makeup artist, the massage therapist, the braider, the lash tech, the microblading artist, they use ShareShare to find um, and rent flexible, affordable space to work when and where they need it, starting at $15 a day. Um, on the ShareShare app, we'll never ask you, yeah, thank you. On the ShareShare app, we'll never ask you to sign a long-term booth rental contract, and we'll never ask you to share in your commission proceeds. Like literally, you can pay 20 bucks to rent out a uh, salon suite for the day, see 10 clients, make $2,000, $5,000 a day, and all of that money is yours. And so this is our way of giving back to an industry that's fed our family for 30 years. And um, we are bullish about being able to um, help our share share community, whether you're the salon owner, barbershop owner, or the independent stylist, be able to um, make more money and keep more money. Very interesting. And is, is there a way for them through the app to uh, basically have access to, for people to, to see these opportunities? Like, for example, if I'm the one renting the chair, uh, uh -huh. can someone see that I actually have a, a rented chair so that I can go to that salon? Yeah, yeah, literally, oh, very, very you cool. would download the app, and the app is free for anyone listening. The app is free to download on both um, the App Store and Google Play. Um, you would type in the first question that it asks you once you sign up is where do you want to work, and so there you can put in the city name or you can put in a zip code. Um, and then you hit filter and you can sort by a million and one different uh, points. You can sort by um, amenities. So maybe you need wheelchair accessibility for some of your clients or you want free Wi-Fi um, or you want um, access to um, uh, free parking, whatever it is that, that you need for that day. Um, you can sort by the day of the week now instead of. Um, mostly working Tuesdays through Saturdays and many salons and barbershops being closed Sundays and Mondays. That's kind of like our weekend. Um, now you have an opportunity to see your clients anywhere. Um, you can sort by price. You can say, just show me everything that's under $30 a day. You can say, show me everyone who has a weekly uh, discount or a monthly discount if I book uh, additional days back to back. Uh, and then that filter will then show you all the hosts that are in your area or in whatever city that you typed in mm -hmm. and you can see pictures, you can see some video clips of these hosts. You get to know a little bit about the hosts and their bio. You get to see all the ratings and reviews of other share share stylists who have used that host. Um, and you get to see a map of where they're located so that you can get as close to the location that you need to be um, for your clientele. And you get to the end, you put in your debit card or credit card information, and you literally book space to work like you book a hotel room. And I would like to also, too, just kind of make it easy 
uh, and simplify for our listeners is that we are a B2B marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And most of the time people think that, okay, well, how can I uh, reach my my customer? When I say B2B, we're a business to business. So just to kind of distinguish for our users who don't understand tech talk, um, B2B is business to business. What does that mean for ShareShare? Share? It means that the salon owner and the licensed professional are both businesses. Now, the, the licensed professional is looking for empty space uh, in a salon, barbershop, or spa, and um, salon, barbershop, or spa has an empty space for that licensed professional to utilize or rent uh, for the day uh, or for a lengthy period of time. So I want to make sure I share that because, you know, most of the time you, you think about apps, you know, and we won't share those apps names because you think about the licensed professionals getting connected to their um, customer. That is a B2C platform. Like an appointment. Yeah, like an appointment setting app, uh, calendar yeah. setting app. Mm-hmm. And so just for our listeners, you know, um, just to kind of give them a visionary of what it is uh, and, and the distinction, we are a B2B platform. So we're making sure that the licensed professional who is the micro business can connect with the business of an umbrella that they need to rent that real estate, that chair, uh, that suite. So just kind of want to kind of give that. Uh, for just uh, an ideal thought for the listeners. Yeah, no, definitely. Very, very interesting. And, um, you know, I love the idea. I can't describe it any other way. Like you said, the her Airbnb, um, <laughs> I can, you know, think of any way to describe it better than that. It's exactly yeah. what it is. And uh, it's a great opportunity, not, you know, for, for a lot of um, uh, workers out there that gig workers, for example, as well, right? Yeah. It helps with the gig economy. Um, so yeah, and and it's you know this this is all of course a very powerful tool and a very powerful solution and and overall just you know a mini economy basically that you're building around this yeah um, and I'm sure that it, you know came with a lot of different challenges and of course a part of this show is to, to talk about diversity inclusion right um, so what were these challenges as minority founders uh, that you face and how did you navigate through them? That's that's a great question. I think that for us, it's it's always been making sure that we were intentional about what we built, and you know, trying to solve that problem for ourselves. You know, especially manually for uh, around three years. You know, we never even thought of ourselves as doing something uh, like we were like we're doing right now with Share Share because we were just feeling like we was helping our fellow. I was I was feeling like I was you know with my wife's help, we was helping our fellow mm-hmm. licensed professionals and yeah. filling empty space. And then allowing them to uh, go different locations without signing that long-term contract or sign that long-term lease, because we know that that is the highest um, area where they have to spend their their most money is, is signing a long-term contract and not being able to stay there if there, if something happens or they aren't building their clientele fast enough. So we wanted to make sure that we were doing that. But I think you know, just to kind of answer your question, uh, we bootstrapped. You know, when we decided that you know we had been doing this for three years and there was nothing out there that, you know, even resembled, you know, uh, what we're building. Uh, we wanted to say, okay, well, is this something that we want to do? Those famous words that I shared, that Courtney shared with you. Um, and when you think about bootstrapping, you're, you're utilizing your own funds, your own capital. So right. that meant, you know, going into our savings, our check-in, you know, and then, you know, doing the ultimate by emptying our 401k, which was our retirement fund. So we went all in. But I think, too, we had to think about it from an aspect of, you know, how can we continue doing this, especially going through a third party engineering firm where we're just literally just 
it was a it was a hole in the ground type of uh, scenario where money is just just going away because we're building everything on a sprint type of thing and not having employees, the engineers to do this. So when we realized that there was people out there like angel investors, venture capitalists that could help us, you know, build this and and uh, be on this journey with us, that's one of the things that we took in consideration with a friend of ours that we met, you know, in um, Silicon Valley when Courtney was working at Oracle. Uh, but I think the hardest thing for uh, people of color uh, when it comes to uh, DEI, diversity, uh, equity, inclusion, is just getting capital to build your your startup and to make sure that you're on that journey with the right people. So, you know, that's been one of the hardest things and, and making sure that as you're building this, that they see the vision and they see the opportunity to scale and to build something amazing and it not just be a hobby. Definitely. And, and you know, this is very, it's a very clear thing right now, right? In, in all industries, really, not just, you know, in the tech industry itself, but in all industries, there's, you know, this, issue right with diversity and inclusion and uh, just in general access to to funding access to resources uh sometimes even access to people right that, mm -hmm. that don't want to necessarily take the risk so they just don't want to meet um and and we have to you know break those barriers somehow right and um people like you it's proof right that that it is possible that we can break those barriers and there's no there's no reason why you can't build right your own wealth um because you know you come from a different background or or you have a different skin color or whatever the case it is right and and i'm sure that you know so far you guys i see you guys everywhere uh on tv <laughs> on the news um and you know articles etc and yeah. so i'm sure that you know sheer share is definitely having a positive impact right in in the industry but how do you see the platform contributing to diversity and inclusion within within your sector. Yeah, I think especially for like beauty and barbering, I don't think many people realize this, but um, beauty and barbering is actually the second largest industry for freelancers and independent contractors. Um, and we're expected to grow um, at a higher rate than your medical doctors, your attorneys, your accountants. Um, and I'm not surprised by that, right? Because if you ask someone, you know, how often do you see your doctor, your OB, your pastor, your dentist, your accountant, you know, and then how often do you see your barber or your nail tech or your makeup artist? Um, we see those folks more often um, than we see the, the prior grouping. And so um, our industry is one that it literally touches everyone from the princess to the pauper. Right. And so I, I don't see that changing um, uh, anytime. And you know, it was important for us to be able to not only um, elevate this industry because it is one that we feel is the best industry in the world and one that has grown our family and fed our family for so many years. We have so much respect and love for the beauty and barbering industry where if we were going to be helpful and leave a legacy, um, this is exactly what it was or what it is that we wanted to do. Um, micro enterprises, I think from um, 
a macro level, like you think about any industry, like a lot of people are choosing to, um, like you mentioned, enter the gig economy, or a lot of people are choosing to have like a side hustle or, you know, do a couple of different things, right? Just because they have various passions. Um, but where do you go, especially when you think about beauty and barbering, where do you go for all the tools that you need if you're going to be your own small business of one? Like there's not one place, you know? So we started Share Share because yes, it was our own problem to solve, right? We had issue in our salon. And then learning that 40% of salon and barbershop space goes unused every single day, not just in the state of Texas or California or New York, but everywhere. Um, and so we started with the space as a service and giving people access to the biggest item on their balance sheet every single month, which is workspace. And then we took it a step further and said, gosh, we also need liability insurance, but every insurance um, agency out here is only going to sell an annual policy why not make it so that you can purchase a daily insurance policy? And so now with our partnership with Lloyd's of London, um, stylists pay five bucks a day and get up to a million dollars in liability insurance coverage just for the days that they actually work. And then we went further and said, well, if we have issues and challenges with getting access to capital, how can we get more money, whether it be a micro loan or a quarter of a million dollars into the hands of people who need it, who are going to use that money to uh, better their business, better their families or whatever. And so then we partnered with uh, MasterCard um, to do embedded lending. And so yeah, there are so many different tools and the list goes on, right? We even have healthcare on the right. platform that you pay for monthly, but there's so many different tools that you don't think about because you think, oh, okay, this job, and I'm going to use myself as an example because I really did have the golden handcuffs when I was in corporate America. My job at Oracle, which I loved very much, um, but I came on day one when they hired me and they presented everything to me. Like I didn't have to ask about where do I go to get health insurance? Right. Where do I go to get um, uh, accidental death and dismemberment? I didn't have to ask anything. They presented everything to me. And so in a way, corporate America makes it super easy for you to be comfortable and for you to stay because they do everything right. for you. They think, you know, two steps ahead of you. But when you are thinking about going out on your own or entering the gig economy, there's really there's a lot of research that you're going to have to do and a lot of trial and tribulation. And so we want to be able to uh, remove all of those hurdles for you and say, look, if you're really thinking about doing this thing on your own, not a problem. We got you covered. So all of the non-sexy business tools that you're going to need to be successful, thinking about retirement, getting health insurance for your family, uh, the, the professional liability insurance, getting your space to work, getting access to microloans. Cheer Share has you covered. You should come to our platform because one, you trust us because we obviously understand and know better your day-to-day -day challenges, but also we want to be able to give you access to these tools that we already know you're going to need to be successful, but on a pay-as-you-go basis. And so it just makes sense right. for us to support the industry in that way. Yeah, no, definitely. And it, you know, it, it's very powerful that you guys were able to basically again create a, a mini economy around this and, and not only that but just unveil a problem that hundreds of thousands of other people out there have that yeah. right it, it was never brought up like that and it's uh yeah. and a lot of people have these kind of you know thoughts as well on a daily basis mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. people that try to want to start their own businesses or they just simply have an issue Right. And what they don't think sometimes is that there's probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people out there that probably have the exact same issue that you have.
uh, why not try to solve it, right? It's not you're solving it for yourself, but that's how you're building, right? Your your base, and that's how you're building your uh, your structure to then be able to right it's, it help everyone else, right? It's kind of like that concept of you know you have to be healthy and and happy with yourself in order to help others. Um, so it, it that's the you know that that's what I take really about your you guys' story. It's a uh, it's just how you guys were able to convert that into into a real into a real issue that that got expressed out there into you know this solution right that now hundreds of people and thousands of people sorry have access to right and they can again you yeah. know make make business <laughs> uh, which is incredible you know that uh, that's just giving access to that alone right it, it definitely helps not just the the economy itself but it helps a lot of um underrepresented people and underestimated people as well That's right. but you know what i think back to like the 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 very beginning and i think the hardest thing at least for me uh, can't, i'm not gonna speak for my husband but the hardest thing for me was saying yeah we we should do this like cause think about all the different mm -hmm. Great ideas that people think about every single day. I, I remember sitting um, on my sofa one evening and I saw a late night commercial for the Snuggie. And I looked down and I'm literally wearing my robe backwards. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I had the idea for Snuggie, but just didn't think like, oh no, no one's going to buy that. Or how do you even go about manufacturing it? There are so many brilliant ideas that live in all of our minds every single day that we just kill off without even thinking about moving them into action. And so I think it's so important to have that support system or like in my case, I have my husband co-founder who was like, yeah, I mean, he's been an entrepreneur for 30 years. He's literally the most unemployable person that I know. And so whenever we have an idea, he's going to be the first one to support me and go, yeah, let's try it without even asking questions. We don't have to measure twice, cut once. We're like, nope, grab my hand and let's jump. Let's and I really appreciate that about him because we could have killed our own dream just thinking about like, oh, well, we're not technical co-founders. We don't know how to code. Where do you go get a CTO? How do you build a mobile app? How much money is this gonna cost? Like there was some beauty in all the ignorance that we did not know. But no matter what, we bet on ourselves. We're like, if, if anyone's going to solve this particular problem, if anyone's going to love the challenges and still get up every day and fight tooth and nail for this industry, it's going to be us. And I think that no matter what was the first thing we needed to uh, jump off that, that bridge or that mountain and grow our wings on the way down. That's awesome. And thanks again, both of you, for, for taking the time to be here on the show. I, I love what you guys are doing. I love what you guys are building. I love your story as well as, you know, full of passion and determination. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I really appreciate that, you know, coming from, of course, a, a minority background as well. Just seeing these stories is it's, it's, it's eye opening uh, for me. And it's just, you know, it, it's hope, right. That there's a lot of other, again, underrepresented and underestimated people out there mm -hmm. that don't sometimes don't even know how to get started. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they don't even know that, you know, there are groups and people out there that are willing to help because we're all trying to change this in all the industries that are out there. So, yeah. um, but before, before we wrap up though, um, would you like to share, you know, a little bit about any future plans for Sheer Share, uh, or at a personal level, anything that you have, uh, kind of planned out for the future? 
You know, when you think about everything that we've built thus far, I think we were very ahead of schedule when we started building Share Share. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we were definitely, you know, right. sitting like a surfer and f waiting for the wave to, mm -hmm. to really take off and, and lift us. And so everything that we've built thus far is in, I would say, is in um, conjunction with where the industry is going. And it's also in place where we can scale. You know, this has been one of the things where we've had to really trust our slow growth, mm -hmm. and and trust our and trust what we were and trust that what we were building, uh, the industry was going to need. We knew that the space as a service was going to be uh, that need. But you know, we we come from an industry where it's been very antiquated, uh, been very manual. You know, a lot of the professionals, probably up to seventy percent, still use pen and paper. Uh, so what we're doing is we're adding a tech layer to it and, you know, it takes time to build what we're building. So the trust factor, the service factor, the customer uh, service factor was very important to us. You can give people something, but they have to trust the, the people that are building it and they need to have a safe place to land when there are problems, issues, and also questions. Yeah. Um, but I think where, where we're going with it is it's making sure that we create uh, a platform that gives them an opportunity to create wealth. Uh, and it's not an individual thing. It's not an employee mindset. It's more of a business uh, mindset for professionals to realize that they can grow, they matter. Um, and, you know, when we utilize things like liability insurance, uh, health insurance, it's because and it's because we want to make sure that where they land is a, is a safe space and a soft place. Uh, because we don't have, as an individual micro business, we don't have the opportunities to build that trust with banks because they see the risk right. factors, able to get that insurance that they need because it's so expensive and it's not a corporate plan, uh, able to think about, you know, selling products because your name is just uh, ABC and you just can't go into a Walmart or a Walgreens or even a, a, a Sally's or a, a Ulta Beauty Supply. We want to make sure that they they know that they can have a safe place and a safe space to be able to push their product, get the things that they need in order to continue to build uh, their book of business and also continue to grow their business uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, but there are so many things that we're that we want to do, but we want to make sure that we're killing it and making sure that that real estate is is being maintained in salons and barbershops and make sure that they stay open and also give licensed professionals, whether you're you know graduating from school or whether you that, you know, 20 year vet, you know, that you have somewhere that you can come and continue to build your business and make sure that, you know, you can build the culture, the ambiance and the professional atmosphere through an app like ShareShare. Very cool. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, the way it looks, you guys are already killing it. So many, many blessings to, to you guys and everything you guys do from now on, um, you know, future of share, share personally to you guys as well. Many blessings and good luck with everything. And thank you for being on the show again. Yeah. No, thanks thank so much you. for letting us tell our story. Hopefully it inspires thank many. Definitely. I'm, I'm sure it will. Uh, so everyone, this was an amazing story, right? Of a lot of passion, determination, resiliency, and and more than anything else, innovation. Right? Uh, this is a, a good example of minority innovation, minority minds uh, in play uh, here. And uh, like Courtney said, right? I'm I'm hoping that everyone here that that's listening, right, uh, gets inspired by this story as well. Uh, there's there's something out there for everyone. 
right? Uh, money is not necessarily something that someone needs. It's a tool and mm -hmm. that tool, we all should have access to that. Uh, so let's go all, you know, all out there and get, get our share of that. <laughs> right. That's uh, right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and again, this was Minority Mavericks and this is Angel Leon, your host. And this is the show where we tell the story of all minority entrepreneurs, founders, and investors of this world. See you next time. Bye. Bye.